friends, this is Kathleen Maxwell-Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. I'm so glad that you've joined me for today's podcast. For more news, information about my soon-to-be-released book, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellbrandy.com. We now have listeners from 26 countries that enjoy this podcast, and I'm so grateful. I don't charge for the podcast and appreciate those that give to make it possible for you to listen to. Special gifts this month came from Mary Codflesh, Michelle Smith, Carrie Thompson, and our monthly donors are Mary Mitchellstein, Kyle Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of your podcast. And don't forget to hit the follow button and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And always remember, don't just listen, partner with God and practice what we talk about. See you later. Well, hello, everyone, and I just want to welcome you today. This is Kathleen Maxwell Bramby, and so glad that you've joined me for the podcast today. Um, I'm going to talk today about our hearts. It's February, and February is a time of year when we think of hearts. We think of Valentines. We think of those that we love. Um, we think of these things because they're there it's a holiday that we celebrate and so today's podcast is called is a heart check needed in your life and I want to tell you a little story um, about my dad and I want to talk about the importance of taking care of our heart Uh, my dad was uh, he was a funny man his name was Landon and Landon Jones and he was He was six foot two and always cracking a joke, always making people laugh. Uh, He was a hardworking man. He was a man of God and he was um, in leadership at at a local church and loved telling people about the Lord. And so he was a great he was a great role model i was fortunate to have parents that trained me up in the things of god and i'm very very grateful for that godly heritage but about 8 years ago um there was a situation that happened with dad he was diagnosed in december of that year with metastatic bone cancer and told that he had he had 3 months to live and my husband and I had gone to Houston to see our daughter and to deal with, to, to see her, see family. And on the way back from Houston, I got this call and it was my brother. And he said, you need to come to the hospital. I've got dad here. And I knew my dad had been struggling that weekend because uh, my brother, brother had come down to help out. But as I walked into the emergency room to see my dad when I arrived in, um, in Kerrville, I was greeted by the physician that was treating him. And he said, Kathleen, your dad is in serious condition and his heart is failing. And he said, I'm not going to mince words. I'm afraid he could code at any moment. Do you have his advanced directives? Because we need to know what to do. And I said, yes, I do. And these are his wishes. He does, you know, he doesn't want to be put on life support or 
are brought back. Um, I said, I've got those advanced directives at home and I can go get them. Just tell me what you need from me. And he said, no, just stay here for right now. I just want to make sure that you have them. And I'm trying to wrap my mind around the news I had just heard. Um, and so I sent my husband home to the house to go get them so that we would have them there um, because the doctor said, you know, they, they did need it. And, you know, for me, dad, my dad was he's kind of like he had nine lives. He had had other health issues, but it always bounced back. And, and I guess I just expected he would have 10. And so this news was a little bit shocking. And, um, you know, dad had taken care of himself. Even in his older age, he was faithful at going to the gym. It was also a social hour. Um, he watched his weight and he took medication for his heart. So he was a fighter and he was, you know, he was doing his part to take care of his heart and his other physical issues. And you know what hit me is it's so imperative, um, as I was thinking about this story, it's so imperative that each one of us take care of our hearts, just like my dad did. He took care of his spiritual heart. Um and had accepted Christ and and all, and he took care of his physical heart. And so I want to ask you, what condition is your spiritual heart in? And what condition is your physical heart in? That's important too. And I want to talk about how we can take care of our spiritual heart. You know, I take care of my my physical heart, um, I do exercise, I go to the gym faithfully, I walk faithfully. I realized at an early age, my grandfather died um, in his 60s. And I was old enough to realize that was, he was young. And I realized then, you know, just enough about genetics. And I remember thinking, even as a young teenager at that time, I've got to take care of myself. I've got to take care of my heart. So I have knowing this could be in my genetic makeup. Um, I do really work out and have made that a pattern because I know that that's important um, for me to do. But let's talk about our spiritual heart for a minute. Proverbs 4 verse 23 admonishes us to guard our heart. It says, above all else, this is Proverbs 4 23, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. The Bible right there tells us that we need to take care of our spiritual heart. We just can't take it. We just can't take it for granted that it's always going to be okay. There are things I think that are important that we need to do to take care of our spiritual heart. You know, the heart is, our heart is the core of who we are. And we must examine it at all times and keep it in good shape. And when our heart is settled, peace is in our lives, even when circumstances are crazy. And our heart, it is our heart that's the doorway to life in God. And to me, the first and best way we can take care of our spiritual heart is to give our hearts to Jesus. God sent Jesus so that we could have a new heart. In Ezekiel 36, verse 26, tells us, it says, it talks about the great exchange in God's heart, what he has for us when we accept Christ into our lives. 
it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Oh my word, that is the greatest exchange. God comes to us and he said, I sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. You give me your heart and I'm going to put a whole new life and a whole new way of living into you. It says that we become a new creation when we give our heart to Jesus. And it's simple to get a new spiritual heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us and shows us how. It says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So right there, it tells us that it is super simple to just confess Jesus is my Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and invite him to come into our hearts. And it says we do that by our confession. And so have you accepted Christ into your heart? Um, if not, what are you waiting for? Your new heart is available. And I just want to stop right here. I had the privilege not too long ago of leading one of our podcast listeners to the Lord. Uh, this woman had been communicating with me via email. And she happened to live in our community and was unable to come to the gathering live, um, the Bible study, and but told me she was listening to the podcast. And so she had some health issues, and I said I would love to come pray for her and went over there. And in the course of our conversation, she expressed an interest in wanting to invite Jesus into her heart. And so I had the privilege, it was such a gift to me, to be able to lead her to the Lord. So my question to you is, have you accepted Christ into your heart? And if not, what are you waiting for? Because a new heart is available. And um, if you need help with that, I am happy to help you. My email, um, you can contact me through my website or my email is KathleenMaxwell1 at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to visit with you further about that. But here's something else that concerns me. I know a lot of Christians that give their heart to Christ and they, they're saved. I don't doubt that they're going to go to heaven, but I often wonder sometimes if they really take care of their spiritual heart. You know, some of the things that are imperative that we do to take care of our spiritual heart is reading the Bible, talking to God, also known as prayer, and confessing our sins to Him receiving his forgiveness and forgiving others. All of those things strengthen our heart. And like we, we found in Ezekiel 36, 26, God gives us a new heart and a new way. We get a new life in Christ when we invite Jesus into our hearts. Um, it's a new life. It's like somebody handing me a new baby and I can either take care of that baby or not. It's a gift. And that's what salvation is. God gives us a new heart. And we need to take care of our spiritual heart by putting good things into it. My word, there's so much bad news around in our world uh, with all the things that are going on. We need to be in the Word each day, reading and strengthening our heart because it shows us truth. 
it reminds us of God's faithfulness. It reminds us that he's with us. It reminds us of the way that we need to go in life. And, you know, reading his word, I think is just real important and talking to him. I want to encourage you to talk to God throughout your day. Don't just pray in the morning and pray at night. Talk to him when you're driving. Talk to him when you're walking your dog. Talk to him throughout your day with whatever situation you have. And don't be afraid to pray with others. Um, I think there's just power and synergy when we pray with one another. The other thing I think important is taking care of our spiritual heart is confessing our sins to him. And I try to keep chart accounts. When I sin, when I do something I'm not supposed to, or have a wrong heart attitude, or um, get angry, or, you know, am not the best version of myself with someone else, confessing that to the Lord and asking Him to forgive me. You know, sometimes that's going to other people and asking them to forgive us too. But it's, I think, confessing our sins to God is is important in keeping our hearts soft. Sin hardens our heart, and there are numerous scriptures that talk about that, but repentance is your friend, and repentance keeps our heart soft towards God. Um, and forgiving others. I think that is important too. All of these things keep our heart in shape. You know, God's word is like a roadmap, and it keeps showing us the right way and how to live, how to speak, how to work and get along with others, how to have peace and joy. And that's why reading his word is strengthening to our spiritual hearts. And prayer, it's not complicated. It's no more than a conversation like I'm having with you, um, or I have with a friend or my husband. Prayer is conversation with God. And we don't have to kneel. We don't have to be in church to pray. We can do it anywhere, anytime, any place. And God loves being a part of our everyday life because he's created us to be in relationship with him and telling God how we feel and what concerns us, how something hurts are all ways of pouring out our heart to the Lord so that we're not carrying around huge burdens. And the great news about Prayer and relationship with God is he is always willing to listen. He never puts us on hold. He never says, let me call you back. He never says, I'll text you later. He's always available for us to talk to and take time to listen to what he's saying to our spirits. And, you know, just as hardening of the arteries will keep blood from flowing properly through our bodies, our heart can get hard and calloused with the difficulties of life, hurt, disappointments, and betrayal. And that's why I think forgiveness is so essential to keep our hearts soft. And, um, you know, as we talked about, forgiving others is vital because people disappoint us. And, and again, you know, at the end of the day, we have things we need to be forgiven of. So we need to be willing to forgive other people for how they've disappointed let us down, um, been unkind to us. And so I think confessing and repenting of our sins, our wrong attitudes, our selfish actions, our unkind words are essential in keeping our hearts soft. You know, the beauty of relationship with God is He loves us unconditionally. We're never going to lose that love. And He wants our, our heart to be tender towards Him. So don't be afraid to admit your faults 
and run to the Lord. We need to run to him because he's always there and willing to hear us. You know, to go back to my dad, my sweet father's natural heart stopped beating shortly after that conversation with the physician eight years ago in February. He died on February the 5th. And he left such an example to his children and grandchildren of a man that took care of his spiritual heart and loved his family well. He loved, he loved well, and he loved God, and those things are essential. I think our, how we love God, how we open our hearts to the Lord, allows us to love others better and more freely. And you and I both have a lot of life to live, um, and I don't want to miss one minute of the things that God has for me. I always want my heart to be soft and tender towards Him and sensitive to those around me. You know, life flows from the heart in the natural and in our spiritual lives. That's how it flows. Everything goes through our heart. You can't live without a heart in the natural. And I think a spiritual heart that's alive and been given to Christ keeps us. That is our guarantee that we're going to go to have eternal life when we leave this earth. And so I just want to encourage you to give yourself a spiritual checkup. See how you line up on these things that I've talked about today and take care of your spiritual heart um, and your natural heart too. I, I'm 60, 61 and I want to do everything that is in God's heart for me. I feel like in some ways that... Um, you know, I'm in a race because I've lived over half of my life and I want to make my latter years count even more than my former years. And I don't care how old you are, God has a plan for you and he wants you to partner with him and he wants to use you to touch those that are around you. And I think this is, this is just real important at this, at this time. I also want to say just one of the ways that I am super excited about um, helping people. I know that part of the call on my life is to bind up the brokenhearted, and I am happy to announce, and you guys will be the first to know. I haven't made this announcement yet um, publicly, except here, but my book is now released and available on Amazon. The book I've been writing about thriving through seasons of grief. And so you can check that out. You can go to my website. Things will be up soon on my website. But you can go to Amazon and type in my name or thriving through seasons of grief and order, order the book. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I'm just so honored that you take time out of your day to listen to, to the podcast, and don't forget to pass it on to others. You can hit the share button, and you can send it to your neighbor, to a friend, to a coworker. You can send it to those that you love. Um, please, please, please follow and leave me a comment. From what I understand, this helps get the podcast out to more listeners. It helps make it, according to the algorithms, you know, make it available and people see it sooner. So I'd appreciate your help on that. And I just want to close in prayer. And before I do, let me just remind you of my website. You can get more information there at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. So let's pray. 
Father, I just thank you for my sweet friends and listeners from all over the world. Lord, what an honor, what a joy to be able to share your word, to share life with you, um, with these sweet people and these sweet families. And Lord, I just bless them. I bless their hearts to prosper. I bless their hearts in the natural and I bless their spiritual hearts. Lord, let us be drawn closer to you so that you can use us to touch those around us. I just pray for a fresh anointing to fall on each and every person. And I pray healing for their heart in the spiritual sense and in the natural sense in any way that they might need it. Thank you, God, that you're a fun-loving God and that you love us dearly. And I pray, Lord, most of all, that each person listening would just feel your love and have a fresh awareness of your love um, with this Valentine's Day coming up. Father, particularly, I just ask that those that are widowed, are lonely, are living alone, Lord, just feel your presence and your love in Jesus' name. Amen.